0: Today's episode of After Later is brought to you in part by Alamo Remedy CBD. Yes, there is a lot of CBD companies out there, but Alamo Remedy is for Texans, by Texans, and built in Texas. Alamo Remedy has one mission. Your wellness shouldn't break the bank. And that's why they price all of their products at just $17.99. That's almost half off compared to other national brands. Alamo, R-E-M-E-D-Y dot com. Promo code after later at checkout, 10% off. Delicious hemp derived CBD gummies, cucumber melon scented CBD lotions, capsules tinctures. Every product features 250 milligrams of CBD and only costs $17.99. So everybody can afford them and you get the best quality CBD products. Alamoremedy.com. Enter the promo code at checkout after later. That's all caps, all one word for 10% off all products and free shipping on orders over $49. Now, Alamo Remedy loves Texas, but they are happy to ship to you anywhere in the great US of A. I've got my order coming soon. Can't wait to tell you about how great they work for me. Don't forget promo code AFTERLATER, great CBD products at AlamoRemedy.com. Welcome to the After Later podcast. I am your host, John Wessling. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, For those of you who listen to the show, normally you can tell that the sound quality is a little bit different right now. Uh, This is normally what it sounds like when I use my phone and earbuds instead of uh, using my microphone rig at the laptop. Uh, I'll use this setup whenever I record outside, you know, if I'm chilling out in the after later pergola (laughs) or by the after later fire pit, I'll use this setup and and record stuff. when I'm in the after later lounge for interviews, I use this setup, but right now uh, I'm using it just sitting on the couch in my living room. Uh, My laptop and microphone rig are maybe 30 feet away from me, but I'm feeling pretty lazy. I got a nice little settle spot on the couch. It's a little cloudy today, so the downstairs is a little darker than usual. Life is tranquilo. I'm sitting under a fan. You can probably hear that. And I'm like, "You know what? I'm just lazy enough. I found a comfy spot on the couch. I got my feet up. Screw it. I'll say what I got to say like this." My son Keaton is uh, snuggling up next to me. "How are you, boy?" "I'm um, Kenny. can just the pergola I got to have cool food." "Oh, you want to go to the pergola and play in the hole?" "No. In your no. dirt hole or you want to play at the the broken wood?" Oh, we have to fix it? Yeah, of course we gotta fix it, buddy. But we're not doing that today because we don't have the wood and it's 105 degrees outside. So we're gonna wait until it's nice and chill and we got the wood to do it, okay? So until then, just don't step in the hole, all right? Can you do that? Yeah, we, we just have to chop it down. It was, we, want, we might have to chop it all down, buddy. Yet another home improvement project. Uh, one One of the main ones we have to do now, though, is our air conditioner, our downstairs air conditioner unit. Can you watch what? Um, I'm I'm doing a podcast, buddy. You were playing, so I thought I'd start talking. Is that okay? When I shut up, you can watch TV. Your tablet's right there. Why don't you check out your tablet if you're bored? Oh, man. I can't imagine how people would've had to raise kids and deal with them before there were tablets. (laughs) Oh, the tablet solves so many problems. You know what I mean? What a great go-to. yeah, I got to fix my downstairs uh, air conditioner. Uh, It went out a couple days ago. And I can see the part that's broken, so I don't know if I can do it myself. Anyway, I'd call the air conditioning guy to come out. uh, But I'll tell you what, these last few days, it has been a bloodbath on the calendar. I mean, I've lost $500 worth of gigs in the last two days of answering emails i dread i dread opening my email right now there is no good news that ever comes out of it anymore there's no good news on the email so i keep losing money so it's kind of hard for me to drop a couple hundo on a service call for the ac on the hottest days of the goddamn year some horseshit. so i'm looking at it i'm trying to see if i can i don't know I'm only gonna fix it myself. I'm gonna save money trying to try to save money fixing my air conditioner by myself. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. It's a good way for me to get shocked. <laughs> get cut real bad from the fan of the compressor, because that's where it's at. It's like, it's like an Indiana Jones episode or a movie. I gotta fucking stick my hands inside the the the, the, the blades to fix a part. Now before you get too worried. And you But notice I'm saying you should be mildly worried before you get too worried. uh, I'm the kind of person that sees all the negative possibilities play out first. Kind of like Doctor Strange and the Avengers. I I can see into the future the million, the 14 million possible outcomes. (laughs) Trust me, if more than like five of them are chopped my fucking hand off, I'm not going to do it. So I just gotta find some way to get someone to come fix my goddamn air conditioner. So if you're in the Houston area, since since I'm looking for tradespeople anyway. (laughs) Yeah, if you're in the Houston area and your trade is HVAC, Home Air Conditioning Repair, uh, boy, have I got a deal for you. (laughs) I can offer you months of advertisement for your small business if you just stop on by the house. (laughs) Keep me from chopping my goddamn hand off. I feel good now. I found a positive way to laugh about it as opposed to a negative way to stare off to the upper left corner of my wall and sigh, (sighs) as I usually do. Hey, I want to send a shout out. I know they'll never hear it. A shout out to my neighbor, uh, our backyard neighbor. Uh, One of them, we got two backyard neighbors that their yards butt up against ours, so we basically have good neighbor fencing, right? Well, they uh, had old and busted fallen down fences. And it had been, you know, it's been that way since we bought the place a little over a year ago. But I know it's like an older lady and her son or something like that who comes by every now and then. Uh, so, I, you know, I wasn't sweating it. Besides, I had plenty of problems in my own yard because this place was abandoned for a while before we bought it and fixed it up and moved it in. So, my yard wasn't all that great. I had to do my own work on it. So, I was focusing on that. But, lo and behold, yesterday, uh, I just got done recording recorded the episode and was uh, editing it and getting ready to post it. And my daughter BB runs up and goes, dad, there's dudes in the backyard. And I fucking jumped up like we were about to get SWAT team attacked. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, what, what? And I look out and sure enough, the whole fence is knocked all the way down. So it's open yard between my yard and the neighbors. And that's kind of a, that's a jarring sight. You know, if you haven't, weren't expecting it, it wasn't on the schedule. You just look out and your fucking neighbor's fence is gone. But then they're they're putting up the uh, the post. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. And they put up a great fence. It's like nice red cedar. It's about two feet higher than the last one was. So I guess they got sick and tired of seeing my butt crack as I worked in the backyard. So, you know, good for me, good for them. But yeah, shout out to the neighbor. And you know, I was expecting, at some point, point, when you got good neighbor fencing, the good neighbor thing to do is you kind of chip in a little bit, right? You work on it together. And if I'd have seen, if it was the neighbor himself who was out working on it, I would have gone out and offered a hand. I got, you know, I got hammers and tools. I'm no fool. I can make a fence. I'd have helped him. But it was a crew. He had, he had some guys hired that came out and just bam, 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 popped the whole thing out in about two, three hours. A good 30, 40 feet of fence. Looks good. I love it. I love it. I'm loving. Th- I'm loving this homeownership, man. Excited about my neighbor making a fence. I'm walking around my backyard this morning, checking it out on my side. You know, oh, that's some, that's some good seams they put here. That's nice. Oh, good spacing. Oh, that's. Love. that's this is this is what I've become. <laughs> Worried about my fucking air conditioner and excited about a fence. <laughs> Now I gotta I gotta power wash the the other neighbor's fence because it looks like shit next to it. it. Looks like a before and after. I'll take a picture of that. Oh oh, that's gonna be a that'd be a fun uh pressure washer project right there. Sure it might cost $250 worth of water, Bill, but god damn it, that would be cool looking. Oh, that'd be fun. Huh talking myself into it. As soon as it's not 105 degrees, I'm gonna do some power washing in my backyard. Look at me is what I've become. <laughs> but you know what? You just got to accept it. You have to accept it. Embrace it. Enjoy it. You know? I've been thinking a lot about Zen shit lately, obviously. You have to. All this sitting in one place, staying at home, does that to you. You know? And I, so I've been thinking about it. One of, my, one of my favorite people in comedy is a friend of mine named Tim Young. And I've known Tim off and on for, for years. We've been colleagues, that's how I would put it. I mean, we became friends not too long ago when we both worked on a cruise ship together, hung out for a week. Uh, but before that, we were colleagues, friendly colleagues, knew of each other, enjoyed mutual company comedy clubs and whatnot. We were on uh, Last Comic Standing, season two together. And uh, that's where we kind of popped on each other's radar. But One thing I love about Tim, this is why I, as I think Zen, I think Tim, Tim is like one of the most laid back Buddhists that I've met, but he's a real dude like he, and he's a comic, so it's not like he's some sort of magical llama you know coming down from the mountains of tibet he's a He's a regular dude who found it and kind of lives it and has the same struggles I imagine I would with it, so it's been really cool, it's been really cool following Tim's uh, travels and adventures. So I thought I'd reach out and talk to him a little bit uh, today. I know he's been doing a construction project uh, at his property or his family's property or something like that. I'll ask him about it. I'm about to interview him in a couple of minutes, so uh, I'll ask him all about that, because you know, you know what my kick's been lately. So, yeah. Let me, uh, real quick, just want to say thank you to my sponsor, Alamo Remedy CBD. Uh, go to alamoremedy.com, enter the promo code AFTERLATER, all caps, all one word at checkout uh, for 10% off your your purchase and free shipping for orders over 49 bucks. That's the deal. That's what you need to remember, right? Just remember the promo code. And even if you don't remember the promo code, I recommend their products. You know what I'm saying? They're they're, they're really, really good. They sent me a bunch of free samples, uh, amazing high quality stuff. Uh, very, very affordable. I mean, it's like $17.99 for 250 milligrams of uh, CBD, either in a tincture, capsules, uh, gummies, and a lotion. Uh, now, I use the lotion. My back was killing me, right? I've got basically comic back, right, from uh, bad beds, airplanes, you know, travel life, travel back, right? Anyway, it was kind of bunched up and, and all spasmed out, and I was sleeping on the floor for a few days. It was just it was driving me fucking crazy. And uh, I got that lotion, and in three nights, I'd say I got all the way back to as close to 100% as I can get. And uh, my good buddy, Tommy Drake, uh, I, he's got it worse than I do. Like He's had to have procedures and shots in his back for the same kind of issue. And I gave it to him. I said, here, dude, I know your back's killing you. Uh, try this out. And he sent me a message this morning. This was probably three or four days ago that I gave that to him and uh same thing he's feeling it feels much better it's feeling nice and loose and so i i recommend that very very highly if it can make uh tom tom d from tom ball <laughs> if you can make him loosen up then i know that shit is for real and uh big thanks to my sponsor old humble straight whiskey well that's one of their products but it's old humble distillery right old umbledistilling.com is their website uh making some fine Whiskies here in the humble, North Houston area. Now he had given me uh, the straight whiskey, right? The first month, I got two bottles of the straight whiskey. Love it. It, it, it's, it, it reminds me of just like an American Jameson, right? It, that's what it feels like to me. Uh, but he brought off, he, he dropped off two bottles yesterday of the Special Reserve, which is also available at Specs, by the way, ting, uh, black label, Special Reserve, it's a little darker. They take the straight whiskey, and instead of bottling it, they put it back in a five-gallon oak barrel for an additional four months. And uh, I'm looking to crack that right now. So we'll, well, maybe we'll make a little new ad for the Special Reserve next week. Uh, but you know what? Here's the deal. We'll have my conversation with Tim Young, right after this word from Old Umbel, Straight Whiskey.
1: Howdy stranger, you look like you need a drink. Now I could pour you something pretentious from some sort of designer bottle, charge you an arm and a leg, pretend you're sitting on a leather chaise, stroking something velvet. But to hell with that mess. You need a real man's drink. Get yourself some old humble straight whiskey down your hatch and get your mind right. Old Humble Straight Whiskey is a clean, crisp, and easy drinking whiskey from right here in Humble, Texas. 90% corn, 10% malted barley, and 100% ready to whoop your ass. Old Humble Straight Whiskey is the official whiskey of the working man. You ain't got time for inferior brown liquors or bubble gum flavored schnapps, or some overpriced trash vodka poured out some kind of crystal unicorn's ass. Nah, Old Humble Straight Whiskey does the job right the first time. Drinks like a champ. No matter how you pour it, on the rocks, neat, in a cocktail, or my favorite, a double shot in a hot glass, clenched in your fist, and thrown back the back of your throat. Old Humble Straight Whiskey. It kicks like a mule right where you need it every time. Go to oldhumbledistilling.com. Get yourself a big bad bottle at Specs tonight. And if they don't have it where you get your liquor, you need to get somewhere better. Old Humble Straight Whiskey.
0: Hello. Jahan. Tim, how you doing, man? Can you hear me all right?
2: I can hear you. Can you hear me?
0: I can. I can. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Give me a little sound check one, two, three kind of thing Let me see I can. Sound adjust. check one, two, three.
2: This is my I'm talking to I'm on my AirPods. But I hope we're gonna work.
0: Yeah, it sounds I'm good. The
2: washer. Okay.
0: Are you uh yeah. are you near Wi Fi or are you out in the wilderness?
2: I'm not out in the wilderness, but I have a good connection.
0: Hold on a second. I'm gonna. I have a pretty good connection, and I. Okay. If we drop out, like yeah, we see. Of course, that's how it goes. As soon as you say that's when it drops out. But uh, if we drop out and it disconnects, uh, I'll just send you a fresh link. You can't go back to the same old one. So if that happens, that's just that's just that. But dude, I appreciate you coming on. We'll make it work. It sounds good to me. Except for now, I don't think you can hear me. Now I can't hear you. <laughs> Fuck. That's how these you things can't go.
2: Hear
0: me? I couldn't. Now it was all dig- digitized out.
2: Oh, but I'm back, right?
0: Yeah, you're back now. I think that might have actually been on my end. Let me see. Yeah.
2: I, I my uh T-Mobile is going crazy. Uh, this, they had, like, a nationwide blackout a couple of weeks ago. So, they haven't really been working correctly. But I, I haven't been having too many problems.
0: That's cool. Hey, uh, your Twitter is Tim Young Live, yes?
2: No, I don't have a Twitter. I have to make that very clear. I have no Twitter. There's I'm another sorry. There's another Tim Young on Twitter. And he's not me. He has a... He's a what, what are the boundaries here for this podcast, John? Am I free to say whatever I want? Absolutely. Yeah, I call him a Twitter twat. <laughs> <In the show, laughs> I, I know him, this other Tim Young. I have a history with him. And wait, he, so it's a
0: comic named Tim Young who has wow, stole your Twitter.
2: He, he claims to be a comic, but he's not a comedian. You won't find any clips of him doing comedy. He markets himself as a comedian, but he's not I'll
0: a comedian. God, now, wait, come which...
2: Okay, go
0: ahead. Which site? Which, which one is him on Twitter? I think, it's, it's, I think his Twitter is Tim Runs His Mouth.
2: And so when people Google just Tim Young, he pops up because he has a huge Twitter following. But he's like this really far right-wing dude who's, yeah, he's like opposite. <laughs> he's opposite That's the opposite of, of
0: you. Yeah,
2: it's all <laughs> the opposite. So people Google them, and sometimes they come to my show expecting to hear that shit, and I'm like, no, you're going to hear the exact
0: opposite. Um, <laughs> that's hilarious. I can't imagine. Yeah, you know, I had Judd Jones on yesterday, and he was mad about other people with his same name stealing his stuff. But I can't imagine if it was someone who was famous on the opposite side of everything you were about. That's brutal. Yeah, that's, yeah. Like a, that's like a bizarro Tim Young.
2: That's what people say, yeah, when they find him. Wait, and he's he's not like I wouldn't. I hope he's not "quote unquote" famous at this point, but he's no. got a huge following. And, but it's you know that following that's you know, you know they're nuts.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, there's a bunch of crazy people who like him. That's different than being famous. Yeah, that's notorious, and he, and he's, notorious.
2: He's also fudged his all his credentials and stuff like that. You know, he's made a he's an he's an internet nerd, so he knows how to make himself look like legitimate online He's, he made a wiki page for himself which since got taken down you're not allowed huh. to actually do that but he somehow did it I, I have some bias against him because he he i caught him using my name to get spots in new york city
0: oh I mean, now that's over the line yeah
2: it's over the line i mean it's his name too but he was using my persona to i had a club booker call me and he to confirm spots on a weekend spot at a new york comedy club and uh, he's like, hey, I, you, you're coming this Friday and Saturday. I'm like, no, I, I'm out of town this Friday and Saturday. He's like, I booked Tim Young. He's like, no, it's not me, man. That's another, <laughs> I know who
0: that That's, is. That sucks. You know, I was talking yesterday about, there's a kid, or he's probably, he's probably early 20s now, named John Wesling, who's a motocross racer. Yeah. And I can't imagine what I would do if he started booking comedy shows. I'd be pissed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, what the yeah. fuck, kid? Hey, I don't, I don't go riding dirt bikes at the goddamn park, okay? You don't fucking come into my world, I don't go into yours. <laughs> that's right,
2: that's right. Yeah, I sure. wouldn't mind if he just called himself a pundit, but he's, he wants to call himself a comedian. Well, whatever, he, he can, it's his name too.
0: Let him be <laughs> the humorist. Humorist is the unfunny comic title.
2: That's exactly right. Exactly right, and if you look at his Twitter feed, you'll see how unfunny <laughs> it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, hey Tim, so where are you now, man? Where, where are you? Uh, where are you hiding out in this, so, in this storm? I'm back in Virginia, where I grew up. I built that big
2: house here. I lived mm-hmm. in New York for 15 years, and you know, it just got didn't make sense to, to stay there any longer. And I just, I came back to Virginia. I built a big house. It's divided into four. I built a single family home, and I've divided it up into four spaces actually five spaces autonomous apartments and I rent two out so I have two airbnbs up there
0: dude that's I didn't know that you were that crafty I figured you might be like you know hang some crown molding and whatnot yeah, yeah. Well, I, it seems like you've taken it to the next level dude when did you is it only like in the last year or so that you've polished up your construction skills or has this been something you've been eyeballing for a while well I grew up doing construction
2: with my dad we had he had a drywall company when I was a kid and so like 10 years old, I was on the construction site or even younger than that, just doing jobs. That's, that was my summer job. And whenever I wasn't working, he just grabbed me at 5 a.m. and take me to the construction site. And So I have basic knowledge of that stuff. But also I say I have a, I have a doctorate in the, in the University of Tube. I mean, you can learn anything on YouTube. So God bless these people who make well, these
0: if videos. You- if you think about it, if you have a basic knowledge and, and level of comfort with the equipment, with the tools, which you probably did from growing up around it, then it's just following instructions, right? Confidently yeah, yeah. like that, famous. like being able to be.
2: Yeah, <laughs> famous last words. No, no, no. It's
0: never <laughs> as simple as that. Well, but all with, what I mean all is like if you're, if you're a regular person who never is fucked with a miter saw, then that's going to oh, yeah. be, no matter how, how simple the video is, if it's like step one, uh, turn on your miter saw, you might be like, okay, this is a little daunting. I don't know how to work this thing. Do I yeah, do it in yeah, the man. house? Is, do, I need, do I need hobby horses? What am I supposed to do with this fucking thing?
2: Exactly. I mean, those people are coming out with eight fingers.
0: Yeah. Time. So wait, like in the drywall biz with your dad, you ever see anybody lose a finger or any kind of take a nail to the leg or anything like that? Oh, a nail through the foot. I've seen
2: that many times. And a hammer a hammer on the thumb, even my dad would do that. And there would be all that's how I learned to curse, I think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So yeah. tell me like I, you might think this is ridiculous, but it's kind of in tone with what I've been doing on the show lately. I want to hear more about your construction plans, dude. Like, I, I, what's it been like? I mean, if you just... Uh, all right. Well, first off, are you like me and the email opening up Gmail is nothing but bad news anymore and work being canceled and never coming back? Yeah, no, it's so it's like fuck it, chunk it in the water, and then just go work on uh, hanging a wall or what's the... Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, I I built this house two years ago. And, but the, the attic is a
2: completely raw space, and i actually building that out for myself. It's, like, 900 square feet up here. So I had this project just waiting for me, like, pandemic-ready. So I did, like, what would have taken me a year's worth of work doing it on my off days, you know, coming home from the ship or clubs or whatever. I just packed it into three months. So I got I got this whole place, like, built out, and which was nice. I got a functional, like, apartment on, on the top floor of my own rental house,
0: essentially. Dude, this sound. you know what this sounds like? I mean, this sounds like uh, you're one half of a romantic comedy. <laughs> like, I built it for my my soon-to-be... Well, no, not even that. Just that you're back in your hometown. You're back where you left New York. You're back, yeah. you know what I mean? Do you, do you ever, like, sort of take your shirt off and chop wood near a lake, you know, and, like, get real uh-huh. thirsty near yeah. a road? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a just waiting for... I, I, are there Reese Witherspoon types that just sort of drive by? Is there a, like a local girl you can? Because like I said, it's either half romantic comedy or this is porno premise all over. Yeah, yeah. Either either scenario is good for me. <laughs> like either one, I'll take either one. One leans to the other. Well, you never really start with the porno and then fall in love. I guess that's that's closer to real life, though. Speak I think for yourself, John. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been out of the game for way too long. I can't even yeah. imagine.
2: Um, I, I actually, I actually hate the, I don't hate the, the dating scene around here is the, the, by the dating scene. I mean, the dating apps.
0: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the dating radius?
2: Yeah. For some reason, you, I don't know if you know what swiping is like, but you swipe and you match and you like find people who look interesting to me around here. I match in other cities all the time. Cause I, we travel for a living. So I swipe for fun. To see where who i match with and where i match with other cities i like but this when i get back into this area it's like a desert for me
0: do you keep seeing the same girls pop up and you're like no jesus oh, yeah I said yeah. No.
2: yeah yeah and, and I'm sure, like, then you gotta I'm sure keep they're doing that you. to my picture as well they're like, keep, <laughs> he keeps popping up i keep swiping left
0: <laughs> but, but like you ever sort of like like, uh, oh, you changed your picture. You're, you're getting closer, but I'm, it's still a no from me. <laughs> John, I,
2: I, I read the whole profile. Don't I'm not a shallow person.
0: Oh, okay. I don't know. It's, uh, I, I'm unfamiliar with how it works, and I would be lost if it did. I, I just figured out Twitter. I couldn't uh, go any farther than that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, don't,
0: uh, I don't
2: tweet. I don't tweet. I have an Instagram. My Instagram is Tim Young Live, and so is my website and all that stuff.
0: Okay, good. Yeah. So that's what I thought. I knew it was Tim Young Live, but I, I didn't know that you had the Twitter situation. I'll, I will amend my notes accordingly.
2: I mean, I have a Twitter, and my Twitter is Tim Young Live, but I think I've tweeted like five times. I don't really want to – I don't
0: know, man. I have a thing to do with my brain than to tweet or think about what I'm going to tweet. That uh I, I will say, I feel attacked personally by that statement. And you go uh, ahead and do what
2: you want, man. I mean, I, I like, know, I
0: know, I know. You go right? ahead
2: and waste your life if you want
0: to. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no judgment. If that's if that's no how judgment. you choose to waste your life, you don't worry. You'll 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 get the. You're you believe in reincarnation? You're like, go ahead, waste this life. You'll just have to come back and figure it out next time.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I know. Uh, I you tweet if you want. I, I watch your Twitter. I, I'll, I'll look it up and see if it interests you. No, 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 don't worry about it. Don't worry about oh, it. I'll, I'll, find just, I'll find you. It'll you. you I want you to do it that way. I want you. you if, it's, uh, if it's a 22 year old dude talking about motocross, that's me. You found me. Okay, perfect. perfect. <laughs> Evidently, I'm really good. I, I, I was nervous for a second there. I actually do have a gig coming up. No way.
2: That I feel I'm, I'm conflicted about it, but I'm going to do I'm going to go do it and try to be safe. And there are some clubs opening up and they're they're running at like a lower capacity, is my understanding. And Excellent. you know I'm going yep. to be on stage and I'm going to be away from people and I'm not going to interact after the show. So um, I'm going to go do it. Where's comedy, that? Where's the gig? It's a comedy zone in Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, unfortunately one of the states that is spiking in the virus but you know again I'm staying away from people I'm, uh, I'm wearing a mask I'm keeping my interaction low and and I, again I feel okay about being on the stage and I even actually bought my own mic smart so I'm gonna have the mic my mic just sitting off to the side so I don't have to share mics with the other comics so you know I'm taking all the precautions I can. Frankly, I frankly, you know, I really want to get back on stage. I need to. I've forgotten. You know, you forget. Everybody's funny, but you forget your like the, the way the jokes go and the timing and all this stuff like that. You know, I need to like recall all that stuff.
0: When was the last time you uh, were on stage, man? How, how, uh, how March, long has it been? Uh, <clears throat> March 13, 14, somewhere around there. April, yeah. May,
2: June, July, so four, uh, four months. It's that's, that's like I've never taken a four-month break.
0: Now, before that, how, what was your frequency of performing? Like, how, how, Basically, how much heroin were you doing before all of a sudden there was no more heroin?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, in New York,
0: when I lived in New York, and I lived there probably 14
2: years off and on, I was doing two, two three spots a night sometimes. Um, maybe one, but I was performing every night. Every night that I was there I was performing. I hated taking time off. I was like a uh, like a spot whore I was like doing spots and spots and spots, and I really liked doing that because you could work out bits the like the intricacies of bits I could do the same bit in three different clubs in one night you know what I mean It's like mm-hmm. an accelerated way to to like work out the timing of a joke whereas someone else could do two spots a week. I could do like two spots a night and like you know so you'd write. I was writing a lot of bits, and it was great.
0: You could b- basically finish an entire development of a joke in a night or two.
2: Well, like yes, You could go from but thought to finish. But yes, but you could, you could finish it. I mean, more yeah. or less, you could get the structure down. But,
0: but then, you there, know, I left New York, right.
2: and I stopped performing at that much. you know what I mean? And then you know, I started doing ships, and the ships are, you know, you know how the ships are. Like, the know,
0: ships are a different animal, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's a different animal, but also cool because you get to do a lot of shows and you can also tweak stuff. I, I yeah, can't. I mean, write you're doing a ship.
0: lot. No, I couldn't write it. No, when you go to the ship, you're just performing your your practice I, I, routine. I can
2: write, but I can. It's hard to experiment on the ship, like wildly experiment, like I could in
0: New York. <laughs> well, like, you, you, know, you get you spoiled. You get spoiled on the creative freedom of New York. You know.
2: Oh well, <laughs> yes, especially in the clubs where. Y- y- I had a few clubs where I was in, and the, the owner wasn't even there, w- wasn't watching you. You know what I mean? They knew you were going to do a good job. So you could, y- I wasn't bombing, but you could, the show could tank for a few minutes. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, guys, I mean you, just, you knew how to get them back, you know what I mean? So you could take chances, and that was that was cool. I like that part yeah. of stand-up. I still do that on the ship, but in minor, more minor ways.
0: Well, it's more likely that you'll see comedy back in New York before you'll see comedy back on any fucking ships anytime soon. Sadly,
2: I think that's probably true. I, I mean, there's no way a ship could get caught out there again with like an outbreak. There's no way. It
0: would no be fucking
2: PR. But I mean, they have to be under
0: pressure to get to to get started again. So, who knows? Who knows, dude? I mean. I I look at it selfishly because I don't actually I don't work in the cruise industry. I'm just a comic. Yeah. So I think I don't really bother with myself thinking about, oh, how long until they get consumer confidence or blah blah blah. I just think, man, are they gonna ever let us perform in a small room with a bunch of people jammed in it anymore on a boat? You know? It seems like that's highly unlikely, at least for a while.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are clubs in Texas opening back up, right?
0: Yeah, as a matter of fact, I'm supposed to do uh, some shows at the Improv this weekend here in Houston, and there. But there's, you know, the Improv here is like a 350, 400 seater, so they're having people spread. They'll have a hundred in there, spread out all over the place, like a movie theater. Right. So it's right. as safe as it can be, and it's only open because they have theater law, right? So it's uh, they're not considered a bar; they're considered a a, a venue, a ticket selling venue so they can stay open because of that. That and the food.
2: What a weird... It's like this virus specifically attacks stand-up comedy.
0: It did, dude. I was saying that. It's like they fuck with this. It's like the Truman Show. It went exactly after everything that we need to do what we do. Yeah. And and all these
2: Zoom shows were popping up, and I I never did one. I got invited to do one, and I watched it. It went okay. I mean, and I was going to do it, but I was hiking and stuff, but... For me, I need the audience. I need the audience. I need people in front of me to fuck with. You know what I mean? I like that's. I mean, I can do my acts just like, you know, like a Vegas show. But it's, for me, it's a. It's not the same. I need, I, you know, it's
0: not the same. And no, you, you know, know what it is? Yeah. I hate to say it because it sounds it sounds stupid, but God damn it. Sometimes you just need pretty girls in the crowd to smile at. It makes you feel like you're <laughs> like you're alive. You know what I mean? I it's like. Just seeing someone in front of you can't take a drink because you keep making them laugh, and they're about to shoot it out of their nose.
2: Yeah, for for us, that's what it is, and for them too, that's the part of it—the shared laughter in a closed, enclosed room like that. Like I just yeah. saw, I just saw him did a show at the at some raceway or something, and it's really it's just a, like a huge bunch of parked cars that they're playing to, like a, you know hundreds and hundreds of parked cars. But and, and God bless them for doing a show like that. But it's just not the experience, isn't the visceral experience of that shared of laughter, laughter in a room? It's like,
0: I mean, that'll be back in some way, in some form, but who knows when? Who knows when? And I look at like all the weird stuff that we have to do now, like Zoom shows. Like, hell, I was on that, that uh, Helium Club's uh, coast to coast roast and it was all on Zoom. Right. And now, how did that go? It, felt different it felt like you're doing more of a tv spot than a sort of a, a comedy like stand up like we're used to it so and i look at it that all this stuff is temporary we're just going to extraordinary lengths to try to to acknowledge the situation and, and provide some some kind of entertainment or distraction right um but yeah if if this is the new thing all together permanently that sucks
2: No, it can't
0: be, dude. It can't be, right? (laughs) No. People are so social. This is this isn't
2: gonna people will figure out a way to gather.
0: Well, what's it like in Virginia? What's your what's like your overriding um oh how's everybody handling wearing masks and being fucking away from each other? Are they abiding by the social structure or are they Um, saying fuck it?
2: I see a lot of people wearing masks. There there are always some people, there's always a few in the store who aren't doing it, but now it's more mandatory so people are more doing it. But there's always people who aren't. You know what I mean? But people are, as far as social distancing, I don't see that. People are going about their regular lives and always have been. I mean, Lowe's, Home Depot, Target, the grocery stores, they've always been open and people are still going there. It's Lowe's has always been crowded on the weekends. And I've been doing home improvement so I've been... I've been going to Lowe's, too, trying to be safe, but, you know, I've had a few Craigslist interactions, a, a few Craigslist sales, and both of those, both, three, three of them tried to shake my hand, you know,
0: at the, <laughs> I was like, come on, buddy, what are you,
2: nah, easy, pal, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll show you my dick before I'll shake your hand right now, that's safer for everybody. I was taking aback. I tried to hold
2: in my uh, you know disgust <laughs> you know. No, well, it's, it's, people are some people take it seriously. some people are just not even regarding it, and that right. has a lot to do with what information you're being fed about it
0: i um I know that like the wearing uh, constantly wearing rubber gloves is not good because then you actually spread it more than to other people than than protecting yourself really right. Yeah, I, I
2: gave up on the rubber gloves part because no. the rubber gloves get dirty, too. And then, um, yeah, I just, you know, when I come out from the store to my car, I, have, I wipe things down. I wipe things down. And what else can you do?
0: I've taken to wearing like the handful of times I've had to go to Lowe's or, or uh, even grocery store, gardening supply store. Uh, I'll throw on the work gloves. I just wear the work gloves the whole time.
2: Yeah, but then the gloves are dirty.
0: Well, the, yeah, but they're easy to clean off. You know, I, they're, they're nasty old work gloves. I just basically, you know, hose them the fuck down, and it seems to be...
2: I mean, little... are they easy to clean off? But it's a fucking virus. It's like, it's, it's making everybody insane. How do you clean a virus off of your work
0: gloves? How, how do you know? How do you, I mean, fuck, how do you clean it off your own hand? I mean, what's the difference on, a, on an atomic molecular level? Is there a difference in the surface of your skin on your hands as there is a a mild leather glove? It's still just as fucking porous to something that small. So it's just as ridiculous to think that a couple pumps of Purell or some fucking dial singing happy birthday twice is going to be the the same. It's just
2: you and me who are just regular lay people as far as Mm -hmm. science goes. Now everybody's become like this. Expert and trying to discuss <laughs> it on these levels,
0: and it's just you know it's not. We have to defer to actual people who oh. know what they're talking about. But uh, I do, I do. I, I wash the shit out of everything constantly. I mean, and so far so good. Knock on wood.
2: Yeah, but most people aren't going to get it. That's the problem. oh no, most that's most you know most people aren't going to get it, and most people get it aren't going to get symptoms. So that's the issue: is that everybody's walking around, and I call this a crisis of literalism. People believe what they see and what their own experience is. So if they walk around for three months and don't get it, they they just it doesn't exist. You know what I mean? Really in their mind, it doesn't exist.
0: It's uh I have seen so much hypocrisy from people in this time that it blows my mind. Like I have a hard time wrapping my head around it. Like I've literally seen devout evangelical Christian uh, people who are just just blast it out at you are are denying that there is a coronavirus because they can't see it and i'm like how do you not hear yourself (laughs) yeah yeah. yeah, i think ma'am the answer and i hate to say this is you have to have faith that it's there i guess it's yeah the virus (laughs) is the holy spirit in that sense
2: yeah, it, it is, is ironic right. that the, the people who believe in an invisible being do not believe in the invisible virus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wish that we could smell it. I wish it was like a gas leak, like it had that sulfurous. Like if you, I think if if there you could smell the coronavirus in the air, that mm-hmm. that would be helpful, right? Like, <laughs> if, only it, if only
2: it was in the Bible. If someone had written about it two thousand years ago, then of course. Uh, it well, is. It is providing some, some great like uh, news stories though.
0: Yeah, because the
2: you uh, show up to scream and stuff.
0: Yeah, I think there's plenty of pestilence and plague in the Bible. You could you could probably find a couple of, of verses that are pretty on on point with this shit. You know. Well, that's true.
1: There's a there's,
0: the there's like a whole chapter on how to burn your sick dead. You know. The Bible's is kind there? of yeah. There's something like that. There's oh, like a the whole. I gotta brush up on that. Yeah, it's one of those books that people skip over. It doesn't have the Jesus in it. You know, I mean there's there's like a third of the book is basically just a genealogy guide. You know, this person beget that person, beget oh, that yeah, person. Yeah. There's a yeah, lot of lots of, there,
2: lots of incest.
0: There's a lot of weird filler in the Bible before they get to the, you know, the the I guess the season finales. Yeah. Yeah, I agree well, with that whole world. I imagine that you did well. You know what? I want to talk to you a little bit about your 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 spiritual uh, trips, my friend, uh, yeah, and, and man. just you got time to talk for about another 20, 25 minutes or so, Tim. I don't yeah, need to bug can't, you. No, I,
2: I don't can't know if you.
0: I don't know if you got contractors showing up or anything like that, or.
2: No, I'm I'm putting all that on
0: hold right now for, for financial purposes. <laughs> Wait, you don't? Maybe you have a, a, a nooner Tinder coming over. I don't yeah. know. I don't. I don't. Be, that would be great. That would be great. <laughs> well, just go take off the shirt and chop some wood near the road. That's how you always get them in the. <laughs> that is. I think you watched too many Lady Chatterley's Lover when you were a kid. Uh, is there such a thing as too many of them? I don't. I don't no, think so. I, there isn't. I take it back. All right. All right, we'll be back with more Tim Young in just a second. Later podcast. I'm your host John Wessling. Joining me today is comedian, writer, uh, home builder, uh, spiritual wanderer tim young ladies and gentlemen tim young
2: thank you thank you john that's uh i should have you introduce me at all my gatherings
0: <laughs> uh, you know what i i will send you an mp3 i will cut it several different ways you want it soft sell you want it mma announcer style i could do one of those those are fun oh it depends on the venue of course if it's my
2: if, if it's the cult i'm starting it's probably something a lower key
0: yeah right like, oh first. yeah that's yeah. true that's good thinking well, you know, I'll send you a bunch. You just keep a folder, and Perfect. you just choose which one you want to go with. Tim, I always say when I describe you to people that you're you're my kind of Buddhist. You know, mm-hmm. I That's I would say, <laughs> I would say that that I'm I, I am Buddhist. You know, I like reading the books. I meditate yeah. on stuff every now and then, but I can't. I'm I'm not devout. I can't stick to it. I I just dabble in it whenever I feel like I'm lost. Right, and. Mm-hmm. And I said, like, you know, I was setting you up before we did the interview. I was like, he's not like a a llama from the ashram. He's not coming down from the mountains of Tibet. He's a he's a real dude. He's a he's a common. Oh. oh, you're hungry? Hey. All right, my my son, that's my son. That's my that's yeah. my little boy. Yeah. We have to do live parenting on this podcast. <laughs> oh, I like it. Yeah, yeah it's nice. It. I'm gonna make him something to eat yeah. while you while you tell me about your Buddhism. Yeah, how old is he? He's four. He says counting Eight, is important.
2: Four-year-old. four-year-old is a natural booty. He really is. They're perfectly in the present moment.
0: <laughs> that explains the stutter. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you eat that string cheese, buddy. You need something else. Come and get me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I love it to hear parenting because I don't. I'm not a parent, but I I really love kids in that way. They're just so like they're funny. I love do, I like doing the kid shows for that reason because I talk to the kids like I do adults, and mm. you know you, I interact with them and they say like the weirdest shit. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, they Where have zero. Adults? They have zero filter and they express themselves like a, like a 22 year old on mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah, you know, totally, it, utterly
2: honest and just, just out there too. I like
0: it. I I get excited to see how often my kids have just like insanely vivid um, insights. Like all of a sudden, something just comes to them, or they just as soon as they learn something and realize it, and they're just ah! it's like they're, they're on, on fire. Of oh my god, oh my god, there was a mm-hmm. dinosaur that could fly, and I'm like, yeah, it's it's. I can't think of, I I can't think of anything that I've learned or discovered in the last 30 years that got me that fired up. (laughs) Well, this actually
2: relates to any spiritual path, the kids, kids naturally have that, you know what I mean? Which is why all spiritual teachings tell you to, to, you know, you have to kind of become like children, but with an adult's awareness.
0: Yeah. That's kind of sad. I've, I've read a little bit about that. And the sad part is that means that at some point you lose it. You know what I mean? Like it's some, some sort of puberty moment, some sort of adult actualization. And you, you kind of lose connection with the antennas that let you live like that or feel and think like that.
2: Well, yes, you lose. I wouldn't say lose. They become clouded over by other other ego concerns. And and sexual interests and self-interest and all kinds of other shit like that.
0: So it's like our, our drives, our hormones that our animal takes over.
2: Well, it can, you know what I mean? But it it can all be regained. I think that's for sure the right, with the right practice and methods, techniques, whatever you want to call them. Sure. For all those perception, perceptual abilities can be regained
0: sure well it's 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 a shame that they get clouded over and lost in the first place you know like well they don't have to yeah if there's, mm-hmm. i don't know how you do that how do you raise it you know, i've got four kids right that's my youngest I've, so i've got 13 10 7 and 4 right and i see how they are at the different ages and different steps along the way and uh i you kind of one thing i've, I've uh, learn from them is that their memory is a lot slower to develop than you think. Mm-hmm. Like my uh, my second daughter doesn't even have any memory really of the first two houses we lived at. Like zero. I'm like, you were all the way up to like six in that second one. How do you not? <laughs> you know what I mean? She's like five, almost six when we when we moved. I'm like, I feel like. It's like you remember me from then. It's not like you didn't just all of a sudden actualize me a couple of years back, you know. So it's like that's kind of weird, I guess.
2: That's weird. Huh? You're thinking of it from an adult's perspective, maybe.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, their it's hard not to develop
2: in that way. crazy. There are so other types crazy. of memory, though. There are other types of memory. There's, uh, you know, this rule: the body remembers things. You know, one of my teachers says your your biography is your biology. So. Your body holds things. You know what I mean.
0: It holds memories. That's, that's a that's a deep one. It's kind of hard to keep going. I gotta. I gotta. That would <laughs> one hit me like a punch. I gotta hold on. I gotta take a drink. <laughs> kids, kids, your biography yeah. is your biology. That's fucking great. Yeah, it's good. It's a good one.
2: Also, awesome. like kids. I, kids don't need a, 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 an intellectual memory yet. They're, what's What's it for anyway? What purpose would it serve?
0: well in the modern world you're right right because the 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 average first world child is protected from harm (laughs) for most part for 18 full fucking years you know but if you think about how we're evolved animalistically the modern world is just a tiny blip at the end of even our human development so like you'd think like like, just as an animal, they'd have to have their shit together in a couple of years so that they can, you know, run from predators with us.
2: Well, that's why humans only have traditionally one child. Because they have to take care of the child for so long. And it, it requires more than usually just one person. It's, you know, traditionally we lived in villages and communities and, you know, all that was, all that energy was put into the child care.
1: <clears throat>
0: well, Okay. I I love taking giant leaps when I do these interviews. So I just roll with it. That's fucking crazy because that means that when we were feral or not even feral, because feral means that you return from civilized to wild back when we were just wild, you know, where it's just sort of like little packs of humans where you can only have one child. Basically that meant that you were slowly dying off because unless you're having two children, you're not replacing yourself on earth. Right. So you're, Your population will just slowly dwindle and and wind away if you're only having one kid. You have to have two to replace the two parents. That's why it's like, actually, it's 2.1 or 2.3 because, you know, people die (laughs) before they get to childbearing age. Yeah, well,
2: I'm sure they were having two or more. Who knows? And (laughs) the infant mortality rate was probably through the roof.
0: Yeah. Was, you know, there's places in the world where it still is at prehistoric levels. But I guess that's what it is. It took finally having community or having the villages so that you could have, you know, daycare for fuck's sake. Once you had daycare and you could increase that uh that birth rate, then you're actually then you actually created a society and, and grew. Isn't that crazy? <laughs>
2: we're branching off
0: into anthropology now i know that's what i do that's what we do that's it doesn't make sense this this whole podcast is built on a non-linear uh foundation Uh, like i i won't even properly introduce you until it's time to say goodbye but my guest today was tim young (laughs) That's that's
2: very existential i like that
0: Hey, all right. I got a funny thing I wanted to ask you about because it always cracked me up from when we worked together. Um, uh, you are like, like I said, you're the kind of uh, of uh, lefty liberal that I aspire to be in a lot of ways. Some some big lifestyle choices. You ride a bike. You walk. You're a stair taker. You're a healthy eater. You do all that shit that you're supposed to do. But the one that cracked me up was the fucking brush. The the Remember that? The, I dry skin brush. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man! You got to try it. Don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> Explain it. Explain it, and see if they get it as, as much it as looks, I could. It's like a horse brush. You know, you brush a horse with. Yeah.
2: It looks Like that, you, you brush your skin before you when it's dry before you get into the shower, and it theoretically it takes your skin your your dead <laughs> skin off and it also helps your circulation you're supposed to brush toward your heart right and, br- and it helps your circulation and other things too but it, it really it takes your dead skin you know how much you know the dust in your house is mostly dead skin right
0: oh yeah 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 so hold on yes, i so have some further I,
2: like this.
0: I have further questions about the dry skin brush yeah yes please is it, this is, is this it a, in have, like a i imagine it feels what really good. <laughs> I'm guessing you have to get used to it. It seems like an acquired thing. to take a thick, wiry, hairy brush, as you're scraping yourself, right? It's like so. It's gonna at first. No, no, it's
2: not a wire brush. That would that would be like a.
0: No, 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 not like you're cleaning the fluffy, grill you know. wire, but it's, it's not fluffy though. It's not like no, it's, not, it's not medieval.
2: It's like a. It feels. No. It's it's some of them are harder than others, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah, they're they, okay, so you that's what I'm saying. They're a little bit scratchy, it's a little bit bristly. It's sure. a yeah. it's a firm it's a firm brush. The dry skin yeah. brush is, is a firm brush. It sure okay.
1: is.
0: Now this isn't in lieu of shower, right? This is no. this is like uh is this a pre shower, post shower? What I mean, how do you put I mean, this pre-shower. in the routine? It's pre shower. Okay, so shower then, brush. You get into the thing, you shower, but you can't you can't do it after because you're all you know wet and moist. Yeah, you have to let it dry <laughs> off. But that would seem that, right. that sure. At at least in the um, <laughs> the post shower, you will have washed off some of the easier dry skin to get, right?
2: Well, in theory, about in how theory. much is water
0: doing? Yeah, for real. Okay, so like, <laughs> how did you de- how did you determine you needed a dry skin brush regimen? Where did you discover this? Oh
2: man, when you when you go down the holistic health wormhole, you, just, I th- you start adopting things. Some some things I do, I don't even know why I do them. I just read it once and it made sense to me, and I'm like, I'm gonna do that from now on. And then I forget <laughs> why I do it. So if, if people ask me, hey, why? What are the benefits of that? I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> I thought it was a good idea once, and I trust that version of myself, so I'm gonna just keep doing it.
0: <laughs> I remember it was like, like you, you were like, you were like some weird green paste you were eating. Like, oh no, it's a great meal replacement. It's uh, it's environmentally friendly. It's 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 carbon neutral. I'm like, okay, I can see it. I can I can get there. That makes sense. You're like, oh, yeah, I, I, I only drink... I don't drink cold water. You have to drink warm water only because... Oh, okay, that makes sense. And I'm like, what the fuck's the brush for? <laughs> the brush, I don't get. <laughs> the brush for, I found I found my Republican line. There it is. I found it. I had to go all the way to the dry skin yeah, brush routine. You can't <laughs> tolerate.
2: Yeah.
0: I just... Yeah, I get it. What makes me laugh... Or not even laugh, because that sounds mean. It, what tickles me silly about it... That probably sounds worse. Um, it's just that, like... Almost like the Promethean ritual of standing, as I stand there naked in the light, <laughs> starting at the fingertips and working toward yeah. the heart. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah, picture it. Yeah. The routine of it seems... It's,
2: it's, 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 it's borderline, like, self-erotic.
0: Or like that. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, Tim. We need, we need comedy back, Tim. We need comedy back. I've never made
2: a slow motion movie of that, but I'm tempted to do it. Oh, do you
0: have to? You have to do a how to dry skin brush. That would be, that would be, that's internet gold. That
2: would would be stolen.
0: Yeah.
2: That first one that would be stolen from my phone somehow and it would be downloaded to some gay porn site in a week. Yeah. Well, I mean, without
0: my knowledge. At this point, we can't be picky about revenue streams. I get zero
2: residuals from that. (laughs) If I'm going to do it, I'm going to sell it.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You got to, you got to release your own dry skin brush tape. <laughs> yes. Is this your
2: pitch to become my manager? Because it's, it's lacking. No, no, it's
0: not. I, I gave up that business a long time ago. <laughs> well, I'll ask you this. I'll, I like to get to this whenever I do the, the after later, um, interviews. Um, and I think I got a good feeling of the answer since you're, what you've been doing out there at the property. But if, uh, if, if, if comedy never came back, I know it's the worst case scenario, but uh, let's say that there was no longer any such thing as comedy, right? And it, was, it wasn't yeah. something you could do online and, and be profitable. It, just, it was no longer an option as a career choice. Uh, what would you do? What's your, what's your fallback? What do, you, what do you think you would do to earn a living?
2: So I already have these two Airbnbs. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think I would I go into sort of I mean, in a practical sense, I would start doing more of that. But uh, really, I want to, I mean, my passion is to to teach people coping skills and, you know, uh, meditation and things like that. And I'm actually going through a two-year meditation teacher training course right now. Um, For real. And I have other things, you know, I've been certified as a nutritional counselor. I'm an ordained minister. Um, I went to a two year ordination program with this interfaith program called Center for Sacred Studies. I could start marrying people as a business, as a side business. I could counsel people nutritionally. I could teach meditation. Um, there's all kinds of things that I want to do like that. So if comedy never came back, I would pursue those other avenues in, in more real, uh, more, you know.
0: Dude, I love it. Ways. I love it. It's like you're a. Contractor landlord yogi. <laughs> I try. I, I
2: yeah. never. Everybody has this idea of me that's partially true, partially not true.
0: Yeah, it's I, fun though. I,
2: mean, I, I get. I have plenty of angry moments in my
0: life. <laughs> I get. I
2: have buttons. I get pressed, and I live around my family now, so they know how to press my buttons.
0: Also, do you ever have that? Um... You ever get to have an angry dry skin brushing where like you're have to self flagellate a little bit. Never you're angry. Never, that... never dry skin brushing. And That's in the instructions on
2: the thing. When you get it, never
1: get it. Okay. <laughs> you know, that's a good your, lesson. Your uh, but
0: never. I'm gonna. I mean, that's really like. If I, I always think about when someone says something like that. That would that make a good chest tattoo? <laughs> and you've given me several today your your you biography is your biology that's a good one right across the, you know they right say you should the, never eat angry by. that is that is an actual piece of advice never you shouldn't eat when you're
2: angry cuz the food you you're making the food into poison when you do that and maybe i'm that's the, that's a quite a statement but
0: but also no that makes sense that's bad intent right that's uh or, or right or right action bad action or something like that i can't remember
2: i mean you should Really, there's very few activities you should do when you're angry, because you're going to hurt yourself. Even hammering, so, you should never hammer angry.
0: What should I? What should I do if I get angry? Just sit and chill the fuck out.
2: Well, I mean, sometimes you need to blow it out. You know what I mean? Go take a run, or punch a tree, or something. Or, but ideally, in in meditation retreats, we, we teach there's a there's a middle ground between suppression and expression, and that's. Uh, detached observation, and that's what we're learning. So, you, 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 over time, you learn to watch your anger come and go. You don't suppress it. You just see this explosion inside yourself, and then <laughs> it's it's very tricky with anger. It's a
0: hard one, but... That's the it is a tough one because that's it's idea. like... Um, it's almost like a nuclear power plant has to have the venting schedule. Exactly. Like, that's exactly you get right. too hot, and it just has to go... Just a little bit. Just a little bit of stops let it out okay i'm good i'm good well in me to my... that's
2: exactly right we're creating those vents so you're making new vents where that anger can sort of let, let itself out without you know exploding it into the world which usually tends to be destructive
0: hey tim let's just say here now now i am going back to the manager pitch Let's say someone's listening and they want to uh, uh, hire you as essentially a uh, spiritual, perhaps nutritional uh, counselor. Do you have a way to reach you for that, or? Is yeah, there...
2: sure. I mean, people can always reach out to me on Facebook, or I'm easy to find. My, my website, Tim Young Live. You you can Google Tim Young, but of course, that other guy's going to come up too. So.
0: <laughs> yeah don't don't ask him about a, uh, don't,
2: don't hire him as a life coach for God's sakes <laughs> <laughs>
0: that'd be funny like if someone like, all of a sudden you had an email saying hey I just want to tell you uh, I've, I've had you as my life coach now for a year and I'm really pissed <laughs> off it's not at all what I thought it would be and you're like sir um, you went to the wrong Tim Young yeah yeah that's going to be a totally different set of uh, set of rules for your life yeah yeah. Let's say, okay, now here's the final question. All right. I asked you what it would be like if there was no such thing as comedy. Cause I like to keep things pessimistic. Uh, let's say it got worse, Tim. I don't mean to yeah, A lot of does, guys or... would get pissed off at you for that comment. Yeah, that's fair. Um, right. Here's my ear. Let's I'm say it got worse. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. We can't control it, it either is, way. So I just, right. it is. It's happening. I have, I have, uh, this is one of the ways I think that I have a little bit of Buddhism that stuck to me is that i am comfortable with how insignificant i am and powerless over controlling events of the world it's like things are things are like weather i can't control it so i don't sweat it i just sort of accept it and uh adjust right i don't know if that's i i i don't rail against my smallness in the in the grand scheme of things does that make sense well there's
2: two there's two things about that yes you are I wouldn't say that you're small. <laughs> I would say that your your attitude about outside circumstance is correct, but also your perception is very powerful and creates essentially your quality of life. You know? Perspective, perception, and belief create your quality of life. So those are internal processes, not external processes.
0: Oh well now I'm all fucked up again. Thank you, Tim. Thanks you're a welcome. lot. Thank you. <laughs> I was that was the, I was sharing with you the one thing I felt good about and it uh, turns out I was I wrong. was trying to empower you,
2: John. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously oh, so it didn't work.
0: <laughs> I I had a friend of mine, Bill Miller, that used to have a joke and his whole stage persona and his life persona is just eternal pessimist, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, his joke was and I'm sure I'm gonna butcher it, but it was getting a a fortune cookie that says, uh, the outcome of your day is determined entirely by your uh, your outlook and then he crumples it and goes so i'm fucked <laughs> and that's <laughs> i was thinking about that yeah yeah okay all right Now my, my, my final you know it's funny it's like the darkest guys make me laugh the hardest because
2: i'm not like this eternal optimist i'm a realist you know what i mean so i like dark comedy and it makes me laugh the hardest
0: me too me too um
2: because we all carry that darkness
0: around, you know. That's the that's the comedian's dark gift, my friend. Uh, let, let me ask you. Yeah, you got to teach out to your. Name, I'm, man, I'm, I'm T- trying. I'm trying. Well, I named them all after comics. I thought that might impart some talisman on them or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's oh, good. Oh, uh, that's a good. Curve. So here we go, uh, Tim. Here's the, the big final question. Okay, the, the, the things got even okay. worse. Let's say that this turned into a full blown Mad Max. Walking Dead, End of the World, Dystopian Nightmare. Uh, how would you survive in that society? And if you found yourself at the gates of the local warlord, what would you do to try to fit into their society?
2: Well, uh, your, your, your premise, I disagree you. with. You're, you're saying that it would break down... So far that it would be warlords and things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a dystopian vision of what could happen to society if it broke down. However, I think that people would gather in communities and groups and villages just like, just like they did before. And this is the basic difference between there's two philosophies in life, whether people think there are or not. It's a, it, the human beings are basically decent, good and kind and cooperative, or they're basically aggressive, violent and, and destructive. That it, with whatever philosophy you hold is whatever vision you
0: think would happen. It's well, I was, I was losing you there, Tim. Or is
2: it like some kind of like cooperative? Oh, shit. Really? I know. It was right. It was right really fucking, profound when I just said, the best just part. Really you were bringing it.
0: it home. You were cracking the whip <laughs> of wisdom. And of course, they, you know what that is? That's, a, that's what the fates do. The fates don't want you to tell the truth. <laughs> the fates, you are like Cassandra now. You know the answer, yet you are doomed to be ignored. That's sad.
2: That's funny. Uh, You know what? We read during this that? I reread The Road by Cormac McCarthy. It's very dark, but it's also what you're talking about. It's like, what, what would happen to your humanity if the rest of society broke down? And, you know, that's the most important thing to keep a hold of. Is your humanity, your integrity, your empathy, your compassion. It's more important than... Alright, so I'll life. put you
0: down for My warlord, passion. then. <laughs> no, no, I'm no, not, no. You I'm are the warlord. warlord. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? You'll be, you'll, oh, you'll be the first lord. ever okay. peace lord. That's good.
2: That's I good. would be a benevolent warlord.
0: So... Just, just be sure. You you have like like a a revenue share program. Yeah, Um, sex workers get healthcare. For sure. That's very important. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right, well, cool. Hey Tim, thank you very much, brother. I appreciate you coming on and uh, shooting the shit with me today. (laughs) Have, have fun back out in the woods, and I hope to see you soon out there somewhere telling jokes again. Absolutely. Have fun at the uh, Comedy Zone, and I'll have this up probably within the next hour or so.
2: I got you something. Thanks, buddy. All right. Bye, Tim. Okay. Cool. Thank you.
0: A big thank you to my guest, Mr. Tim Young. Follow Tim on Twitter at Tim Young Live. That's uh, Tim Young Live. (laughs) Sounds like Tim's becoming quite the craftsman. It's good to adapt and adjust in these times. A quick reminder, I have yet another episode focusing on the trades uh, coming out next Monday. It'll be uh, Learn a a Trade, or Learning a Trade uh, Part 2. Probably going to have at least three. The response that I'm getting from tradespeople uh, is pretty good. But yet again, uh, just putting it out there, uh, uh, having a great conversation series with a bunch of people that work different trades, learning about how they learned to do them, how they chose to do it, what it entails, and just sort of the standard kind of quality of life and all that good stuff. Uh, It's been great. But I'm looking for uh, women who work in the trades. I'm looking for uh, people of color, minorities who work in the trades and uh, how more people can get into that if they would like. So if, if that uh, if you fit the bill for either of those categories and want to be a part of the After Later trade series, at uh, John Wesling is the best way to do it. That's my Twitter, J-O-H-N-W-E-S-S-L-I-N-G, or the show's Twitter, After Later, A-F-T-E-R-L number eight, letter E-R. Um, yeah, and the same goes if anyone out there wants to be uh, a guest on the After Later podcast. You know, I seem to be on a bit of a streak with comics because that's most of the people that I know. And the ones who are in business right now doing a bunch of podcasts and stuff. So uh, I hope you enjoy those as much as I enjoy making them. Uh, we've learned that comics aren't uh, the same kind of people that everyone necessarily think we are. We're a lot more normal. <laughs> We're, I wouldn't say normal is the right answer uh, or the right word. Let's go with regular. We are regular people, if not normal people. That I, that I can feel comfortable with. I can, I can go judges, and they go ding. So we'll we'll ride with that. Uh, plus, I got my little special uh, project that I'm working on for Weekend Editions for the next uh, few weeks. Uh, which reminds me, ha ha ha! Past guest uh, Billy D. Washington. He's been on a couple different episodes. Uh, oh, I think one last week even. Uh, you must go listen to his project, his Sonic Fiction Project, Tales of the Virus. So whatever podcast platform you're listening to me on, most likely Apple or Spotify, uh, look up Tales of the Virus and listen to 10 episodes of that. Uh, Very, very great season, very well done. You'll thank me after you listen to it. We're all looking for new stuff to binge. That's a good one. Thanks again to my sponsors, Alamo Remedy CBD. Go to alamoremedy.com. promo code later, all caps, all one word. Uh, put that in at the checkout, you get 10% off your order. Uh, free shipping on orders over $49. And Old Humble Straight Whiskey, or now Old Humble Special Reserve. Available at Specs in the Houston area. If you don't have a Specs near you, go to oldhumbledistilling.com and they'll figure out how to get some to you, all right? Uh, thank you to my benefactors, Scott Henry, Tommy Drake, James Herring, uh, appreciate you throwing money in the digital tip jar. If you'd like to join them, I sure would love it. Go to anchor.fm slash after later. There's a little support button there. Throw some money in the digital chip jar. Yeah. Hey, I really enjoyed having Tim on today. I hope you enjoyed it as well. Great episode lined up for you tomorrow and the next day and the day after that and the day after that until they figure this shit out. So wear a mask, wash your goddamn hands and sneeze into your shirt. This is After Later. I'm John Wessling. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. No kids around. Uh Uh-oh. I should probably go look for them.